0: Let me start this off right. It's the blackout. Your black bank of knowledge. It's your boy Blitz. And a disclaimer, if you're under 18, get your parents' permission. We smoke a lot of weed. We drink. We talk a lot of shit up on this motherfucker. Yo, I'm on the line with my boy Div. D.I.V. the moneymaker. Dividends. Golden Green. What's up with my big breath? Hey, saw money. What's happening? Man, um, schooling these niggas, man, um, I'm excited, I'm excited to talk to you, and I think you got a lot of business insight, so I'm just, I'm excited to talk to you about some business. Um, tell the listeners how you got started in the music industry, and, um, in, in, in jump-starting your business.
1: You know, I signed back in, like, 1999, I was 20 years old, I signed with Weezy Records, and, um, really... When me signing, it was kind of like more of a, a deal where, you know, I was already financing, you know, our studio time and, you know, I was already set up where, you know, Debo, he's the CEO of Weezy Records. And um, he more so did like the work within the other stuff that had to do with like the marketing and graphics within the project and, you know, just really just getting everything out there and um, really, you know, I was just, you know, latched in to learn how to be able to uh get the connects on those levels as well as just like everything because I was already you know, trying to establish a label. I just didn't know how to do it. And uh, when Devo came along, which we already you know, we went to school together. We from the same hood in the 30s in East Oakland. So it was like it was crazy how everything transitioned within that level. So it was a beautiful situation. You feel me?
0: So um, let's get let's let's talk a little bit about Debo. Um, I'm gonna eventually get Debo on here and he'll be able to speak for himself. But Debo was kind of a pillar in Oakland. Um, put a lot of he put a lot of I would say underground legends on. You know. Um, and you was there from the beginning. I mean, I, I think Debo was the first person I seen with a wrapped van. Um, mm-hmm. Debo did a lot of groundbreaking. Uh, like he was, he was, he was um, for sure number one hustler when it came to music in the Bay Area. Um, from Rap Bay to Rasputin's, he was. In, you, you'll bump into him everywhere. Did you get a lot of your? Um, did you Did you get a lot of your? Your knowledge from him or did you get a lot of your knowledge from working with him? Did, did it come as a collective, like you guys was both there and you guys both learned this together, or did he really kind of like, you know, kind of, I don't want to say Big bro you or sun you or nothing, but did he kind of like uh, pass the knowledge down to you?
1: It was more of a collective situation because, you know, we had more entities that was a part of what was going on with see Records because, you know, we had Red, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Red Rick. And, um, you know, he was more like the OG because he's older than us, and that was my producer. And um, he had a lot of input on a lot of stuff as well as, you know, Bo and myself. We all just collectively came up with these things to be able to uh, put it in light and then we connected with the right people. And when it's all said and done, it was like, you know, everything just spanned it out on a level where, um, you know, we were putting together everything that we could at the time. And we was doing this just like, you know, with the three. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, and at the end yeah, of the day, you know what I'm saying, we start, uh, you know, we, we, we spanned it off because we already had other people that was anticipating what it was that we were going to do. It was kind of like one of those ideas. Situations where you say, okay, bro, let me show you. And you know, once I get this shit going, but you know what I'm saying, just wait man, and I'm gonna pull you in. And then, you know, that's why it just, you know, starts spamming out more and more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: what year did you, what year did you, um, what year was Golden Green founded? Uh, Golden. I, I know. I know it's two of them. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. The listeners. I don't know if they know, but it's two of them. Let's start at the first one, and then we get to the second one. I I know the details, but let's just start off slow.
1: Okay, that's good. You know, Golden Green Entertainment was like in two thousand four, and um, you know, basically I had left. You know, We See records, but you know, at the end of the day, it was it wasn't like. know, on a bad note, it was like, I was already noted that. It's just time for you to find your, to to just do
0: your own thing. Right.
1: Um, I was going to eventually do my thing. What was
0: the toughest part about starting your own record label? What was the most challenging thing that you encountered?
1: Uh, Just really (laughs) like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you have to really put into, um, when you're putting a new company together, it takes a lot within like, just making sure you got your, uh, you know what I'm saying, like your your I's dotted and your T's crossed. You feel me? So you really got to uh, make sure that you got everything formulated within on the business hype. So you got to go out there, you got to get the permits and, you know, you put your team together and people got to see that they can believe in what it is that you got going on. And So really what's, the, just, so what's uh, the
0: hardest part? The hardest part was getting people to believe. Or, um, was, the, actual the, hardest,
1: the hardest part was um, just really like just just getting you know more people because I had just left a label and at the same time it was like a few years um, within me leaving a label because it was like I had not came out with anything so I was like you know it's a reincarnation so it's like okay I'm back and now I got a label so what's happening and were like, well shit, we ain't heard from you in a few years, like, They wanna know if you still really like, you know, you know how music is. So if the you toughest still got it. So
0: the toughest part about starting your label was support. Or let's say not support like from a fan base, but support from like a team, building a team. And building actually people that's gonna um you know work without pay I would say, right? <laughs> that's yeah. the hardest that's well, the hardest part about uh starting a record yeah. label. Yeah,
1: when you really like trying to
0: build up a team. What's the next challenging part? Okay, so you got your, so you, you start your record label and listen. If you just rap in and come up with a name and that's what you calling you and your niggas, that's not a record label. If it's not on pen and the state and the and the government don't have that, it ain't real. So let's let's get that clear for the people out there just calling themselves a gang or whatever the fucks, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So after you get the paperwork done. You find a team, pretty much, probably you doing the majority of the work, probably. I'm right? I'm correct?
1: Yeah. So correct. you're doing
0: the majority of the t- Talk about that. Talk about you doing the majority of the work. Like, what hat did you have to wear or what hats did you have to wear?
1: I wore a lot of the hats. I wore, you know, I'm an ex- exclusive producer, so therefore, you know what I mean, I'm going to put the budget within whatever levels or whatever it is that was needed, and then I'm going to put in the groundwork. You know what I mean? I'm going to go out there... I'm going to hit the streets, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you got to hit the clubs up. You got to find out who the DJs is. You got to find out who the video directors is. Mm-hmm. You got to find out other hot, hot artists that you want to get featured on different tracks. Um, it's just a lot that come with that. you trying to get the models. And that was something that I was already working with within We See Records because we was doing that. So, you know, for me to make that transition, I felt like, you know what? You know, it's not where I didn't know what it was that I needed to do. It's just having people to put themselves in a position, but the transition within how we were working it changed up the game. But still, like you know, you have to you have to adapt. You have to be aware and you have to know what's going on. You have to not have the knowledge so, and so you, the be, you know, so you was the
0: A and So you was the A R, pretty much putting all the shit together. Um, you yeah, was you I was, was there obviously, there. obviously you was EP in the project, so you was the executive producer, so you was putting out the money for it, um, but you had the A and R, so you had to find the beats, find the features, find the studio, uh, find the the the. The four ingredients to even make the project right. That that was your that was your hat that you was wearing. Cause that's a yeah. hell of hats in itself. And then marketing. Well, you know. What about marketing and, and promotions? And what about just public relations? You know, like the who was talking? I mean, we're not even getting into management and shit. But I know you was wearing all these hats. But talk talk about that. Talk about like um. Well, it sounds like a conf- of conflict of interest when you say the record owner the record label owner the ceo is the executive producer and he's the manager and he's the pr and and he's he's director of all these departments but he's also working the job it sounds like conflict of interest but but talk talk about that about being the manager and setting up the shows and get more into that get more into that and let's hear firsthand well
1: you know i'm an artist as well so it's kind of like you know in the the midst of me doing shows you get people that come up to you you know what Mm -hmm. what i'm saying I write my own music as well, so it's like when people get at you, they like, "Hey man, you know what I mean? We got this show, or you know, I DJ here and woo, woo. So it's like, "Okay, what's happening? Let me get you connect." And then you uh, you do the, you know, you, you make, you know, that um network, you make them contacts work for what it is. Um, really, I didn't really feel like it wasn't a hard job for me. It's just the timing, cause you mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to do. I can do multiple things, but I'm doing so many things. So it take away from a lot of other things. So therefore, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I can't be in a studio to make music because of the fact that I'm moving around. I got to go here. We're going to Frisco. We got this interview. We're going here. We're going there. Oh, we got a photo shoot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, you got a video. You know what I mean? So, you know, when it's all said and done, when you do all those different things, um, that's why it's good to have other people that can make the arrangements and you learn that over time because of the fact that, um, like I said, again, I started at a time where, you know, it wasn't like it is now. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, didn't it's, have it's the a, it's a, it's a way different we didn't man. have the grams, we didn't have all that. We had to go out there, we had the industries, we had to find out people, you know, you no, know, we really had to go out here and really just put in our groundwork and then, um, at the end of the day, we weren't, you know, we, we're coming up in the game, we were fresh in the game, and then uh, like I said again, you know, we see Records is the first black and brown label that ever came out of Oakland. You know what I'm saying? I don't know no other label that came out of Oakland that was you know consistent of Latinos and Blacks, and that's what we were. So it was different. So when we came, it was like you do, know what do, I mean. You think, they didn't know you who I was. That, with. Um, <laughs> do you think?
0: Do you think that helped out um, with marketing the project?
1: Yes, it did, you, you know what I'm saying, because the, yeah. the yeah. community, because of the area that I'm from in the 30s, it was already, you know, relevant within the black and brown community because, you know, it represented, it, like, very well. <clears throat> so, at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, basically, like I said again, you know, it really was just like a uh, we, we were setting a trend and yeah. uh, we connected with a lot of people. They showed us a lot of love and, uh, you know, very appreciative of uh, a lot of the things that transpired, whether it was good or bad, you know. And it was a beautiful situation because you learn and you lose, you win later. So sometimes it's good to go ahead and, you know, be able to go through whatever you have to go through that way you can just you know get strengthened so
0: so tell them so tell them like how do you start a record label like how like how do you do it like if I'm just a little nigga just trying to me me and my niggas rap you know how do we start a record label
1: hey when I I was looking at it it was like we had CDs back then so you look at the CDs they had all the stuff where you know you had like the company name as well as addresses and um Pretty much, kind of like look at that if they had like the little, um, like the um, what do you call them things like little uh, fan base card whatever you yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, would be in right a booklet now. and it'd say yeah, like call, call, in, call so, in, call to, so, to this and or whatever, you, fan club, you look clubs at all, and that all that shit, yeah. the fan club, that's what it was, yeah. you look at the fan club type of situation, and then, um, at the end of the day. You kind of like you know you keep on studying the game, studying the game. Not just from that, we were studying the game from the videos and um, really like you know just really just we was already out here, man. So you know how so saying? how
0: do you start a record label? Like where if I'm a if, I'm a, have money. if I'm a youngster, if I'm a youngster, where do I one go? Is
1: money? But where money. do I
0: go to start? Where, where do I go to start a record label? Like how do, do, I to a to a do? what do I need start to, to a a do? What do I need to do? To start a record label. To a How do to I own something? Like you know, like explain, explain ownership. Like actually, copyrighting your music. That's that's what I want to tell the listeners. Like I, I want to, okay. you know, I want to, I want to talk about that. Like actually going, standing in line. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you did your shit downtown Oakland, like I did mine. You know, you go downtown Oakland, and you, I mean, this is years ago. Now you can do all this shit online, kids. You know what I mean? But standing in line.
1: It well, the actually, L- Library of Congress is yes. where you copyright your uh, lyrics yourself. you know. Uh, we used to have to mail them in, so that means whenever people wrote their music, you would have to tell them, like, hey, bro, let me get that, you know what I mean? And, of course, we would be like, bro, that's my lyrics. Like, yeah, but I need to send this off because I need to be able to make sure that it ensures that if somebody, you know, rapping them lyrics, then you can be able to still get that as well as your publishing, so... When we did everything, we had to do everything through the mail. We had to, you know what I'm saying, write everything up to have it sucked off down the computer. You just do everything on there. You know, like I said, getting even work production. You know what I mean? When we, when I did work, you know what I mean, with producers and stuff, it was kind of like word of mouth. You know, people heard me rapping. You know what I'm saying? If I was at work hustling, you know what I'm saying? cats be like, damn, bro, that was clean. You know what I'm saying? I got a partner, he be doing like, okay. So they line you up with them. So it was like, okay, now, it was like more of a um, situation where, you know, you meet people and y'all can really vibe and and you can feel out each other. Now, you can listen to music and say, okay, y'all like this, I like that. So, you can email that person, you feel me? So, The game is really unique within, like, you don't really have to even put yourself in a predicament where if you already have the equipment, because, I mean, we were doing music in big studios, you know what I'm saying, Uh, Legacy, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 17 herses, the uh, uh, grill and all that. Then we were doing music, you know, in the hood, on the block, you know what I'm saying, Rev, had the spot on 85th, you know what I'm saying, we... Had the spot, you know what I'm saying, throughout, you know, 35th, you know what I'm saying, 38, you know, my hoods, you know what I mean. So yeah. when it's all said and done, if you got everything set up where you can get it, make sure that it's mastered and mixed down properly. It doesn't matter where you record your music at. It's just like you so said, let's get it, make let's it sure.
0: Oh, so look, right. So just the problem I have with these niggas, right? I still get a lot of music. Um, I personally don't like to work with niggas unless they got like some type of demonstration of their music. Don't just rap to me. I want to hear how you actually record. Let me hear your shit. Let me hear. Let me hear your your choice of production. Let me hear your your get down. Let me hear your whole thing real quick and then let me see if that fits in with my thing. Right. Pause. Um. So, if if I hear an artist and I can't stand the first thirty seconds of the song. I'm already checking my Instagram and my Twitter while I'm listening to it. That I means I ain't paying attention to it. If, and, that can, and, and the nigga could be spitting. He could be rapping, really. But the shit sounds horrible. The beat, he, the song could be mixed, but the beat is not mixed. And it's that one sound. They're just going on top of the whole shit. So now that's 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 fucking up your vocals, my nigga, cause now I can't hear your <laughs> vocals through this rear rear and shit. And um and if the vocals is not mixed your your dubs cause most of these niggas are not professional recorders. And when I would say I'm not gonna say artists, because like I know professional artists that don't record good. They just they, they are they're popular. And so they, you will say they're successful, and they're, they are a recording artist, but they don't record good. And some people just don't have the studio shit in them. They just have a fan base. They have a whatever. But I hear this shit, man. I'm like, yo, the dubs is all off. It's all over the place. It's too many tracks. It's too many tracks. And you in love with all of these tracks. And it's too many tracks, too many tracks. So the verse well, is all over the place. Your adlibs are your alibs are, are not consistent. So it doesn't flow right. And it's not mixed. So now it just sounds like a whole bunch of words coming at me with a beat yeah. that's not mixed. And I hate that. Talk about that. Talk about like actually like getting a song done. From the recording process to I mean from the not even the recording. From picking the beat to Putting the shit on iTunes. Give me well, the give me the one know, two on it.
1: Once all said done, uh, you know I mean, shout out to my guy. So how you do you So how do you
0: how do you pick how do you be picking beats? How do you pick beats? How do you pick beats? I mean I don't want to stop your shout hey. out, my bad, but but you it's good, it's how good, do you pick beats you know? though? Like what do you hear in the know? beat Would it make you be like, yo when that, I listen
1: to beats, beats talk to me. If okay. I hear a beat, the beat gonna tell me what it is that I need to you know, what it is that it's telling me so I grasped to the beat I'm like yeah I want that you feel me and uh, it's been times where you know I have been just like sleep and wake up jump up and you know run to get the pad and get the pen and just write when I wrote this song uh, Talk of the Town you know what I'm saying that was a song that I wrote one verse to it I couldn't get the other verse but that last verse, it was crazy. It was like I woke up and just start writing, and it was just like one of them beats that just like it was in my brain. It was telling me, like, "Don't forgive me, bro. Come on, let's get this shit going." But when it come down to it, you know, artist is unique. Every every artist is unique, and in, uh, every individual has whatever it is that they have in them. So I'm an artist. And because I'm fortunate enough to be able to, you know, put money behind what it is I did, I'm an artist first. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I had to learn music, but I had already had music in me. Like every musician had it in them. It all comes from, okay, yeah, my mama used to sit me down, or my daddy used to sit me down, and they were doing something. In the midst of them doing something, and I was listening to this music, and that unique sound hits you. Mm-hmm. And as it hits you, you're not understanding it, it kind of takes it, it, it kind of takes over you. It takes it over you. It kind of so. it kind of
0: takes over you. The music kind of right. becomes a part of you, and it takes over exactly. you. Exactly. How do you how do you pick an engineer, and then how do you pick an engineer in a recording studio? Like, what what type of advice would you tell, you know, you know, somebody that's on that level, and and that's that's what. That's their step right now. They need to find somewhere to record and somewhere to, you know, those steps. What steps do they need after they have it's, the, you know, they have the beat or whatever they get the beat from? They have the the song, however the song came to them, and the next step, what 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 should they do? If you can give these little niggas some advice, what should they do? And I'm a. Uh, it's the environment. I'm, I'm sipping this Patron, nigga. I don't know
1: what you drinking. <laughs> I'm off the end, bro. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's the environment. It's the environment that you set yourself up to be at, like. You know, if you want a smooth atmosphere, then that's what you go for. If you, you know what I mean, ratchet and, you know what I mean, you, you want to be where it's real active, then that's where you're supposed to be because the energy is going to, you know, it's going to set out in the music itself. You know what I mean? So me and myself, to be honest with you, man, you know what I mean? We were hungry, you know what I mean? So it was like wherever we can get the shit done at, we're going to get it done. You know what I'm saying? We don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. whatever going on out there, you know what I'm saying? We not tripping. You know what I'm saying? Because we from we from the town, and, you know what I mean? I don't walk these streets, every street, west or east Oak, north Oak, whatever. So just to be honest with you, it was just like we would just want to get in the studio to do music. We just wanted to get out there to let our people hear us, to say that, hey, bro, I told you, listen, listen, listen. So they're like, damn, you know what I mean? So really like um, having a good engineer is a person that really not going to like mess their name up. You want somebody that take pride in their name. They take time. They take yeah. the time and the pride in their music. You know what I mean? Shout out yeah. to the Rev because the Rev, you're like one of the hottest producers that I work with. You know what I'm saying? Ray Real. You know what I'm saying? Dola. Lee Majors. All of them. You know what I'm saying? So, when I would, you know, do my music and everything, um, you know, like they set everything out for me. And it was up to me now. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the producer lay out the dish. They said, okay. Well, you know? Can you really set this shit up to really get these people to uh, feast off of it? So, I'm like, hell yeah. I'm going to spice this motherfucker up. So, you know, having confidence as an artist and knowing like, man, wait till they get a load of me, that Jack Nicholson type of uh yeah. thought pattern is yeah. what it is that I had. Wait till they get a load of me, wait till they taste what I got. You feel me? And um when we did the shows as well, like, you know what I mean? A lot of people came from the other artists. We was opening up for them. We weren't tripping. It was just like shit, let's set this motherfucker up on fire. So when they get on stage they still gonna be like damn them niggas that just left like whoa and then we we, 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 in, the, we in the crowd with them kicking with them watching the show you feel me so we was, in that, we was humble too though you know what I'm saying so you didn't have a problem
0: letting somebody uh you know you didn't have a problem I'm sorry you didn't, you didn't have a problem <clears throat> let me start over <clears throat> so you didn't have a problem letting somebody else shine and letting somebody else, um, you know, uh, be the star, and you just showing up doing your job. You never Man, had a never problem. Never had
1: no problem with that. You know, I think I think that's the big
0: that. that's the big issue. You know, that's the big issue I, I see in these young kids is, you know, um, everybody wants to be the star, and and everybody might not be the star. You know, right. you might be the manager to the star. You might be um a roadie to the star. Hell, I don't know who you where you might fall in place. But you might not be the star. But if everybody wants to be the star, nobody will be the star. Nobody we would be the star.
1: Happy. <laughs> just happy to be able to, you know, be able to be heard. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. be able to extinguish yeah. what it is that we were doing and to have an outlet for everybody to hear us at the end of the day. It was a beautiful situation, like I say, because it connected us with a lot of good artists that would say, "Hey, man, y'all niggas y'all got some dope shit." You feel me? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we would weren't tripping like on a level where it was like, "You yeah, nigga, yeah, you, you know." But was nah. It's good because, like at the end of the day, you know, we all setting ourselves up for a situation to be put in where it is that we're going to be at. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. And we we, we, we we been put on some on some big platforms. So, you know, like, we definitely have the acknowledgement within a lot of artists. You know what I mean? So a lot of artists knew who he was. And uh, a lot of artists still know who we are. So, so let's, we just, you know, a lot of people took a step back because we got family to taking care of business. Here. Perfect.
0: So becoming a family man kind of made you step back from doing music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you put your nephews on. You started, you started your record label in 04. We already went, we already went through that. Mm-hmm. And, and now you're putting your nephews on, and it's just like 07. So it's not that long after you started your record label and you put out a project, and right. now you're full-fledged into putting out... Talk about that transition, because that had to be difficult to um, step back back from being an artist and just controlling the moves and not the artwork?
1: Well, you know, it was more like steps because in 05, is when I came out with the business as usual uh, project, 06, you know, the uh, documentary for uh, Life Camera, Action. Uh, in 07, it was like, you know, I would have to say, probably that's the time when Life Camera, Action came out. I'm not sure, but... You know, uh, Wild C was pretty much like, you know, they were there and you know, I'm listening to them when I come when I come to the block, you know what I'm saying? They they showing me that, you know, I mean they ready, so I'm like damn, you know. And you got a ear for like talent, so it's like shit, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put some chips, you know, and invest in what y'all got going on. And um, you know, the mixtape we brought that out. And I uh, pretty much threw that out because at that time, mixtapes was, that's what everybody were doing because, you know, 50 and anything, so it was kind of like everybody started jumping on that trend do the, the mixtape thing, and it was a promo thing to uh, get them to anticipate for whatever else that was coming out, and um, I was still learning, but at the end of the day. Um, you know, we came out with the Stunnerholic album and everything. And in the midst of us completing that, that's when uh, D.T. Devin had caught a case. And he yeah, went down, sat down for a little bit. And then, um, you know, once he got out, you know, we were, we were in full stride. You know, promoting, doing shows and everything, and videos. And then, um, you know, it was like, okay, a few years later, within the, probably like two years that's when the Wild City Project came out. And then, in the midst of us finishing up that album, you know what I'm saying, he sent the money ended up catching the case. It was like, damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it was kind of, yeah. it was crazy because, you know, when you're trying to make your promo runs, it's not like, you need both people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, when you're selling a you know, group,
0: you need both members yeah, of a group to sell it. You members. Yeah. Yeah. it,
1: it kind of like, it didn't, you know, they equal outright. So, you know, then, you know, in the midst of that I had like, you know, personal issues going on within my life. So it kinda like, you know, it, it it took like a pause in what it is that I needed to do because um everything just started hitting me. and started hitting me hard. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, that's what you know, it's either gonna make you or it's gonna break you. You feel me? in the midst of all that. That's good shit. I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's it, either going to you know make I mean? you
0: or it's going to break you. So look, mm-hmm. right, um, I, I kind of know the transition, but I don't think the fans know. I don't think the investors know the transition. Um, you making the transition from being an artist to being mm-hmm. a full exec and doing pretty much um, you know, all the legwork, the the management, the, the public relations, the... Uh, um, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you transitioned back into doing music. Talk about that transition back.
1: Well, you know, the transition to do the managing and all that other thing is really like somebody like you had said earlier about when you're not having the ego, you're not tripping about being a star. So, therefore, can do that because you want somebody else to be able to shine so that was easy because it was like you know this is what it's take you know and you know whatever I can provide to be able to push you that's what you do for your artist Mm -hmm. and then to go back to become an artist that's what I always been anyway so all I had to do was just really just get back in the midst of um getting back into the music. And, um, you know, when I got back into it, you know, I started listening to beats. And, um, you know, my boy H.B.R. Rick was at it. He was, you know, doing beats and shit for my uh, little cousin, West Side One. So, you know, I was like, you hear your beats, bro. them beat's hot. You feel me? So I got back in the game with him. And then, I, you know, I got other producers and everything that was hit me up, and it was like, man, we got beats, man, you need to holler at me. I got people hitting me up from all over the country and shit, like, no lie. So, we start, you know, connecting, and then, um, like I said, I get the beats, and, you know, I might get the beats, and I might not have listened to them fully, but I might have them, and then when I'm able to have that time to be able to listen to them, okay, yeah, and then, I go into, you know, my mold and then I put the shit together, and then I already know the outlets. I already know, okay, okay, I'm going to holler at Bliss right quick to, you know what I'm saying, do this. I'm going to holler at, you know what I'm saying, whoever else within my, uh you know, congregation of people that I roll with to do these different things because being independent, you know what I'm saying, yeah. when you got... You know, gotta do you gotta man. Got to put in your work,
0: man. Gotta do everything, man. Yeah, he be ain't independent, no, put in no, your uh, work. Ain't no half stepping. What? Uh, who was that? That was uh, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Ain't no half stepping, so nigga. Right. No nigga. Ain't no half stepping, nigga. You, so you independent, right. nigga. You do everything. Yep. Like I'm engineering this podcast. Reco- I'm mixing the podcast. Right. I'm making my own drinks, rolling my own blunts, everything, nigga. I'm telling you, yeah. nigga.
1: Right. <laughs> But, you know, you can't be mad at that when you're doing that because at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's just like, you know what, well, you appreciate it too. You're like, when you, when you set yourself up to become where it is that you see yourself and it comes there, you, you can't help well, but be it's nobody to pay. To smile. It's
0: nobody to pay but me. So, exactly. you know, you make a dollar, I get the, I get the whole dollar. Yep. So, it's nobody to pay but me. Um. um now, I'm not against like we talked earlier about a team. Now I do have a team. Like, um excuse me. I have a team, you know. I I manage artists, but I'm managed by my by my firm. You know, like I'm I don't manage myself. I don't uh <laughs> I don't take calls for my for my own business. <laughs> I take sure. calls for other people's business. But I yeah, I have a team that okay, the business goes through me and I'm like, all right, I'm down, but I'm gonna have him holler at you though. He going he going to talk to you and figure out all the other shit. But I I'm, I'm with it though. I'm gonna tell you I'm with it. I'm cool with it. Let's do it. And I'm gonna tell him we going to do it and then y'all figure out all that other shit cuz I'm I'm doing something if you want if you want me to do it, nigga, you going to want him to figure the shit out cuz if I got to figure it out and do it, I'll be still figuring the shit out when I should be doing it. Right. So, you know, that's yeah, I got a team. I got a team for certain things and certain things um you know, I don't want a team for, you know. um, But putting together a record label consists of departments, you know. It's different departments for everything. You know, you you have somebody that um, main focus is finding the production, the features, the right sound for artists. You know, those are A&Rs. You have a department that finds find a way to market this music to that artist's demographic or the label's demographic, right? That's the marketing firm, firm right? I mean that's, that will, they, now they use marketing firms, but at that point that would be like the mar- that would have been a department of record label. Now they use firms and shit. Um, then somebody talks to the radio personalities and the DJs for the artist. Because artists Mm -hmm. will fuck up. Look, man, I'm telling you. Artists will fuck up the church's money. I'm trying to tell you. Artists will fuck up the church's money. Go to artists, talk for themselves. You'll be hella mad. Because they will say something like, yo, we didn't plan that. Yo, mm-hmm. wait! Whoa, wait! Whoa, whoa! Cut the tape, nigga. We ain't playing that. That's not Bro. what we was supposed to say. Can you rewind, nigga. Let me talk to this nigga real quick, and nigga start over. Mm-hmm. You then got to do that when you're managing the artist, or when you're when you're protecting a when you're protecting a brand. Um, you have to say you have to be on everything like that because artists are crazy. All artists are crazy. They're crazy because they're constantly creating, and they're reinventing the wheel. And think of how crazy you got to be. Like, if you're not an artist, and you're listening to this right now, you're not an artist, just think about looking at your tires and thinking about a million ways to remake that tire. That's crazy. That's just crazy. It's just crazy to just look at a tire and say, how many ways can I make it? What if, what if I make the tires triangles? You think that we can still get some traction? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how an artist thinks
1: so oh that's why it's good to have a team because it you know allows that artist to stay where it is that they need to be at and everybody has a role that they play you know what i'm saying and um you know when it's all said and done just because you know you wear all these different hats still got you somebody situation. you still gotta you have situation. somebody
0: to wear another hat you still right. gotta find it, it, people it, it to you wear these situation
1: hats where you can know and you can tell somebody about like hey bro, this is where you you know I have to correct you you know what I mean because this is how you handle it and you know really giving them the opportunity to do something that you know how to do is just that you got other things going on at the time but it's like you can still be able to help them and um, really like it's, it's just really like music is just really it's, it's a unique form yeah. that it, it's just really unique within itself and sometimes you know things come together and it comes together beautifully <sighs> and it comes together fast but then it might go fast just because it came too fast <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah I get it and then it got yeah. some things that you structure and it take time and then in the midst it takes take your time when it really puts itself together, it's staying strong and it's staying strong and firm for a long time. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, sometimes you know people go with the uh, you know they they try to get shit fast and sometimes I ain't even cool You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of people that back in the day that was hot that you don't hear from no more and yeah. you wonder what what happened to them. Well, they really fell off. They really fell off and then there's people that. You know, and niggas didn't have this podcast.
0: The niggas didn't right. have this podcast. That's why they fell off. Because if you listen to yeah. this, podcast, you oh, you this podcast, you get your game. You get your game. You get your game. It's all game. It's all game. It's a bank us, of knowledge. Right? I call it the. Bu- yep. the I, this is what it's. I'm, well, I mean, it's already in the description. So you can read the description. But <laughs> it's a black bank of knowledge. <laughs> It's yep. a black bank of knowledge. Um, this this is a place that you can come to, and that's why I call all the all our our, our team and everybody that is surrounding us. I, I call it a um. There 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 are investors. They're investing in this bank of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know when you click when you click the link and you come here, this shit. You're now an investor. You now are you're, you're invested in this movement. And this movement is knowledge. It's a black bank of knowledge. Come get your your bricks of gold. Come get your bricks of gold. Come get a jewel or two. Like, it's real shit over here. Like, um, I, I, I thank you so much. For like really, you know, being a part of this, cause you know I'm gonna call you back, bro. Like you know I'm, well, gonna, well, you know, I like appreciate. this ain't this is the first time we just, you know, what I'm saying we just shooting the shit and talking well, that shit. You feel me? Um, just kind of get the, the to get the you know the investors to to know who you are and kind of see you know um, you know your personality. Uh, and vis- uh, visualize, I see. Visualize your personality, and they can Google you. Um I oh, yeah. put in, in the description it, all your your, your information to be in there, your Twitters and your your Instagram and, and places that they can find you will be in the description so they'll be able to be an easy click for them to, to, to tune to tune up, to tune up real quick and tune in. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Um I just wanna thank you, bro. Thank you.
1: I appreciate um, you man, I thank you, man. And our relationship go beyond like, you know, just the interview. We've done a lot of work together, so like I said, yeah, man, got many good memories together, and we just got to keep it pushing, man. I appreciate you and, you know, much success for the show. Thank you. Definitely, you know, for the uh, uh, listeners to be able to know that this dude, man, he really like, man. He's got a a lot of history behind him. He's been putting a lot of work out here, man. So I'm I'm very appreciative to be able to have him on my team because <laughs> he you. worked with us, man. Thank so you. thank man, you, man. We definitely
0: appreciate you, man. Man, yo, yo, y'all know what this is. It's the blackout. The black bank of. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. First off, shout out to golden green. Before I just end this shit off like that, shout out to golden green. We ain't What's talk. Fun? We ain't even talk about. The, the all the features and all the people you know we'll get into that cuz you you'll be back a hundred times but wait before oh, yeah. i get to the album yeah. before i get to my outro real quick let me say this right uh, a lot of work a lot of work in the past a lot of work i think i might have done shit three three or four albums worth of material i think for your record label like three or four albums mm-hmm. worth of material so a lot of work in the past and you got a lot of shit in, in the cook. When you get ready for the, I ain't gonna give, I ain't, we ain't gonna give no hints up right now, but when you get ready for this big thing that you're working on, you gotta oh, make yeah. sure you gotta come back and give me the first interview. Oh, yeah. First interview. No, man, man. First no, interview you, for this man. big shit. He got some big shit. Listen, investors, he got some big shit coming. And you know, we, yeah, we'll for sure dude. be, we'll, we'll be on it. We'll be there for, um, I don't wanna to give too much, but we'll be there for when you the first time you guys will be able to see it, we'll be showing it to you. We'll be we'll be promoting it to you. Some good shit coming. Good shit coming. But look, it's a blackout, a black bank of knowledge. Y'all know what this is.
1: Invest. Invest in yourself. We out. So money. One hundred.